Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. last night we decided or Betty actually she was like hey let's uh let's get together and let's pray and we were like Ashley was like okay Sunday school kids you can be dismissed Rochelle wave your hand you guys have a awesome time back there in Sunday school gonna have a good time I'm gonna preach fast not too fast though promise it's like, I haven't got to preach enough this month. So, and Jim, Jim mentioned, he's like, it all depends on how fired up Zach is, on how fast we get to eat at the barbecue. And I was like, it's true. And because you said that, Jim, I'm going to be really fired up. Church normally starts at two, so I got extra minutes. So... Um, yeah, yeah, breathe. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kyle. I need to breathe. <laughs> Take a breath. Hold on. I get all worked up during worship. It's like, whew, get excited. All right. I was, uh, I was studying and anyways, last night we came to prayer and I was just praying and, um, it hit me. I was like, man, you know what tells me I'm alive? Anyone know how to tell if you're alive? A pulse. Yeah. You like, you, you go, you like check your pulse right here, right? Like you go and like put it right here. Like if you can't check it right here, you like check it on your, your neck. Like somewhere there is a pulse on your body that tells you whether you're alive or not. No matter the shape or size, there is a pulse on your body. If there's not a pulse, you're dead, right? It doesn't matter the size of the church that you walk into. If there's no pulse, if the blood's not flowing, it's dead. <laughs> I want to make sure the church that I'm in, I was praying and I was like, oh my word. Like, honestly, like I was, I was tired. Like we just moved in here. Right. And I, 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 was, I was tired. Absolutely. Like it was, it was hard, you know, but we got it done. Like in like record time, we busted through all this and yeah, we got more work to do, but boy, it was fun. And, uh, I'm like, well, here we are. What's next, God? What's the next step? And I, for a moment, I was like, I, I sat and I was like, wow, we did it. And for like just a little bit, I was like, wow, this is it. For a second, it like crossed my mind and we did it. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wow, God, I'm letting like complacency set in. And you know what? I began to realize like 
It has nothing to do, church has nothing to do with the number of people that are sitting in the seat. It has absolutely nothing. You know what? If, if this was it, if this was it that ever happened, I would be happy. More than, more than enough. This is more than what God, like more than what I had in my mind. This is, God already blew my mind. Okay, but here's what I want to see. I want to see God move. I want more than anything, I want to see God's spirit move and change lives. Okay, so let's say 30 people show up. I want to see those 30 people's lives changed in such a way. I want to see the drug addicts changed. I want to see lives transformed. That's, that's what I want to see. We've had some people walk through our doors, their, their lives, they've got anger, they've got bitterness, they've got drug addictions, they've got things that they've, worked, they've gone through in their lives, and they need to be changed. They need, they need the love of Jesus in their life. And so, you're like, Zach, I thought we were talking about worship. We are. We are. So anyways, the message title today is just full send. And you're like, what is that? So it, funny, uh, a few years back, I think it was 2013, Maybe it was 2017. I can't remember. I'm trying uh, tried to get my facts right. And I didn't write it down. Just doing it from memory. But there was a guy on a motor, uh, on a uh, snowmobile. And he was like this amateur um, stunt guy. And he's on his, uh, I think he was from Canada. But I mean, his accent, he could have been from like northern Minnesota. Just going to send it. It's like, that's what he said. I'm just going to send it. And, and he's like, he just... He gets on his old, like, old uh, snowmobile, and he's just, he gets on it, and he's like, I'm just going to send it. And he just, he hits this big snow, he falls off of it, and it just, it's, it breaks, the hood falls off, and he's like, I'm just going to send it. He just keeps doing it. I'm just going to, it's a meme on Facebook now. Like, it's out there. Just search, I'm going to send it. It's out there. It's a video. You can watch it. Um, it's hilarious. But that was it. I'm just going to send it. And so, like, it became a thing. Send it. Um, and it means that I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just all in. Don't care if I got it all figured out. I'm just, I'm going to do it. So when I talk about worship, like you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't like, you don't have to have your step all figured out. Okay. Like I would prefer you don't have your dance step figured out when you come up here to worship. Like, like we talked about it. Like, like you, you, you don't have to have your dance. You don't have to look pretty when you dance for Jesus, okay? Um, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to have it on beat when you clap. Like, I don't care if you're like everyone else is here and you're, you know, over here like trying to figure. I don't care. Like, just, just try. Just try to worship God. You know, lift your hands and praise him. That's what I'm talking about. Like, make, a, make an effort to worship God. It matters. It's about the heart, okay? It changes things. So we've talked about worship. We've talked about how. We've talked about when. We've talked about creating an atmosphere of worship like Paul and Silas did in the jail cell. Your praise can shake others' worlds. Your praise, it can shake your world. Some of us need our world shaken. And some of the people that we're sitting next to in here, we, their worlds need to be shaken. And sometimes, like, you get a little bit crazy in church. The person next to you is like, oh, my word, what church did I just show up to? <laughs> Jennifer, thank you. You know what? When you screamed out, Jesus, I was like, you know, I've been waiting for someone to do that. 
Like, thank you, because that is, that is exactly the truth. That, that's the answer to the question, who, who set us free? It was Jesus, you know? Like, <laughs> thank you. That answers the question. If you are wondering who set us free, who calls us out of the grave, it's Jesus, okay? Yes, yes, he does. So when we create an atmosphere for God to move, he's able to move. The most vital part of praise and worship is that we must do it in spirit and in truth. John 4.24 says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So why do we have to worship him in spirit? Why can't I just do it any old way? Because if you do it any way, you get funky stuff that's not of God showing up in it. Like, I want, I want things that are biblically based. I don't want funky, weird stuff showing up in it, right? So I want what's of God showing up in it. Uh, because a lot of times, like, you know, Ashley's been walking around quoting a scripture. Um, and, and now, I, I marked it the other night. I don't know if I still have it marked in here or not. It's 1 Corinthians, I think, 14. Um, but casting down every imagination that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And I believe it's 1 Corinthians 14. Um, you'll have to ask Ashley. She knows it. Um, or maybe it's 1 Corinthians 10. But she's been qu quoting it and like it, it like fits with everything. And it is so true. Like, Don't allow your imagination to run wild and create things that are not biblical to what God has said in his word. If you can't find it in the Bible, it, yeah, just don't do it, okay? It's simple. So... Coming back to it. So if you can't back it up in Bible, it's not of God. But Zach, my so-and-so did. I, I know. I'm sorry. We've got to keep it in the Bible. Tradition, while it may be sincere, does not equal being biblical. That may be like the hard pill to swallow for the day. But we'll wash it down with some pop and some chips and some potato salad. And Cindy, did you make that? sweet. She made this like rhubarb cake and she made some and she sent some over to our house and her daughter, she didn't even get any. And uh, it was because you got arrested that one time. And uh, so <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> I've never been arrested. I just ran from the cops. <laughs> okay. Back on topic. <laughs> yeah, mistaken identity. So, just because, uh, just because, just because we did it that way. Anyways, we'll swallow the hard pill. We'll wash it down with the, the cake. It's really good. Rhubarb cake. That's what I was saying. Anyways, <coughs> tradition, while it can be sincere, doesn't mean that it's biblical. Uh, I can find a lot of things that I've done in my life that became tradition that aren't necessarily biblical. Like, on Christmas Eve. Like, I like to open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. That's not biblical. But it's tradition. But if I tell you, like, hey, you need to open your Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. Y'all like, well, you're... Christmas isn't even, like, on December 25th. Like, I mean, like, the celebration of Jesus' birth. Like, he wasn't even born on December 25th. Like, I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. Probably wasn't. So... 
We have all these things like that we do and we've created that are traditions and we follow with religious um, ideals. And if we don't do this, it's like, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm, if I don't follow this, if I don't do this exactly to the T, now I'm wrong. But remember when Jesus came, he was like, he was upset with the Pharisees because they couldn't see what he was trying to do. And he was like, hey, you serve me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You can have all the cool traditions that you want, but if you don't have the spirit and the truth, it's for nothing. So have all the traditions that you want, but if you don't have God, if you don't have Jesus at the center of your life, it's for nothing. So we can come up here and we can worship, we can play songs, we can, we can have the best drummers and the best musicians in the world. You can, you can have a cool, you can do all the cool lights. I don't care what, you can do everything that you want. But if Jesus isn't at the center, ain't a move of God going to happen in there. The pulse will be gone. The blood that flowed at Calvary will be for nothing and the church will be dead. You, you, but you come in here. I have been in services with 15 people and I have experienced the move of God that, uh, uh, that I, and I've been in services with 35,000 people that, that, that service of 15 would rival the moving of God that would happen in the service of 35,000. Okay. So it doesn't matter the number that's there. What matters is, is the blood flowing. And when we create an atmosphere where God can move, it shakes and changes. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It matters where your heart is right now. Are you ready for God to move? Are you sick and tired of the life that you were living and want to see God change your life? Zach, I thought we were talking about worship. I know, but just hold on. This is so, this is exciting. Okay. I've got to line up with the God. I've got to line up with the word of God 100% of the time. And if I can't get it 100% of the time, I'm not going to preach it. And if I can't, and if I'm going to say we need to pray about it and let God lead us, if I can't get there 100% of the time, we're just going to pray about it then. So here's some things. If you're wondering, ah, you want the red car versus the blue car. I don't care. Doesn't make any difference to me if you buy a blue car or a red car. It's not the will of God that you have the wet red car or the blue car. God probably doesn't care. Maybe I am so wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm so wrong in that. And, and God does care that you have a red car versus a blue car. I don't know, because maybe one day someone's going to see you and they're going to, oh, I like your red car versus the blue car. I don't know. Maybe it does matter, but, but I, I really don't think it does. <laughs> Put a red sticker on it. <laughs> so how about this? Okay, maybe this, one, maybe this one hits a little bit more. So you're buying a $100,000 house versus a $150,000 house. Okay, so it's your choice, okay? okay? Thank you, Grandma. Yes, can you afford it? Ask that question. Can you afford it? Can, can you afford that? Oh, you're the one who knows your budget. I don't. You can come and ask me, should I do this? I'll be like, I don't know. You're the one. Like, 
God doesn't want you to be bound up by your debt, okay? Like, uh, it's not God's will for us to be dumb financially. That was free, okay? This has nothing to do about worship, but I wanted to add that in there for free. Don't be dumb financially, okay? <laughs> um, we have got to keep our worship on God. So this church will be Christ-centered church in our mission, in our worship, and in the word that we preach. So... You will hear multiple people who come up here and preach. You've heard Rochelle this month. You've heard um, Ashley this month. You heard uh, Ron Lichtel last week. Um, and all those people, um, they, you heard my brother at Bible study. I mean, you heard most of us talk over him, but, um, <laughs> but uh, you, that, there's a purpose. You see, every person that gets up here and preaches, whether it's one of you one day one day there will be someone from this church that will get up here and preach. They will preach 100% from the word of God, something that God has given them. And, and that is what this church has got to be, a church that preaches the word of God. Okay, we have got to keep that. So the beauty of the book of Acts. So we've been preaching about worship. I love what's depicted at the start of the church. So when Acts was happening, that was the first church. That's what the church was supposed to look like. When Acts chapter 2 happened um, and the people were speaking in tongues and, and, and had been in prayer in the upper room for 50 days, last week was the day of Pentecost. We just passed that. So 50 days after the crucifixion of Jesus, that was the depiction of the first church, prayer. They spent time in prayer. 120 people gathered together in prayer. You want a move of God? You want to see change in your life? You have got to pray. So what's the most important thing that you can take from this series? Is prayer. Prayer is how you will change your life. It is how you will change your family. It is how you will change your husbands. It was, it's how you'll change your wives. It's how you change your children. Prayer is the only way that you'll change. You will say, well, I haven't seen a change yet. It doesn't matter. Keep praying. Oh, that reminds me. Glad we talked about that. Oh, and they didn't turn the microphone off. Did they turn this one off? I don't want to kill the battery. Oh. Tammy, I need you to testify. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a knee replacement done about two weeks ago, I guess. And last uh, Thursday, the home health nurse came and was checking the wound. And she said it's infected. And so I had to go to the doctor on that right that afternoon and they gave me some antibiotics and I took two pills and then another doctor checked it the next day and it's gone and Zach had prayed and Russ had prayed with me over it and it's healed that part anyway <laughs> that to, we gathered together I said Russ come over here we're gonna pray together where two or three are gathered together in my name there I am in the midst it doesn't matter who you are, if you agree together and you'll gather together and you'll begin to pray, God will begin to move. If you have the faith, 
If he will show up, yes. Get together and begin to pray for people. That is what happened in the first church. Begin to have that faith and begin to operate in that faith. It was nothing to do about me. It was nothing to do with Russell. It was everything to do with the fact that there was two or three together, gathered together in my name. Sure, it doesn't happen every single time, but that's a testimony of faith. That's a testimony of what God had done. I don't care what it is. Give God the glory for what he's doing. That's all him. That's what he did. So on that day, they had been praying. And when we gather together and pray, things change. So Peter stood up and preached on that day, his message. And they asked him, what do we have to do to be saved? And Peter responded and said, repent and be baptized. And then all of you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This promise is for you and to your children is for many as the, as God will call. So I'm going to say this. If you haven't been baptized, we're going down to the lake today. We're going to have a barbecue. If you need to be baptized, the lake is open for business. I'm not afraid to get wet. If you're not afraid to get wet, I don't like fish and I don't like seaweed, but I'll get in there with you. <laughs> it's cold, but I, I'm still, I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. I'll do it. <laughs> the first church, oh, and we ordered the baptismal tank. It's coming. <laughs> the first church was persecuted, not accepted. Don't think that because you follow Jesus, everyone's going to accept you, that everyone's going to love who you are and the message that you preach. Not everyone is going to love what you say and do. So they were stoned. They were killed. It was not for the faint of heart. But this message changed lives in such a way that people had to experience it because the changing power of Jesus was so great that the life they were living was not worth living if they didn't have Jesus. They said, it's not worth it. I have got to have Jesus. The life that I'm living is not worth it. I have got, if, if I live this life without Jesus, I, it's not worth living. But if I have Jesus and I die, it's so much more worth it. I, I would rather live one day with Jesus than a thousand without him. And I'll tell you the life that I lived before. Yes, I had a life of drugs. Yes, I had a life of alcohol. I'm so thankful that Jesus still said, I love you. It doesn't matter the past that you had. It doesn't matter what you went through, what you did. I can still take you and use you. It doesn't matter the story that you have. God can take it and turn it for good. So if tomorrow came and everything shut up and they said, hey, you can't have church. I'd be willing to go back to basement church. Amen. I'd be willing to go back to, I would go to 10 services a day if I had to. I would be okay with that. You know why? Because when I look at the first church, they didn't have big grand buildings. They didn't have fancy carpet. They weren't worried about spilling, spilling coffee on the, the, the fancy carpet. They, they weren't worried about the breadcrumbs. They didn't, they didn't worry about the donuts and running the vacuum. They didn't care about that. When they got together, man, when they got together for communion, just think about it. They had been persecuted. They were just thankful for the fact that their brother and sister was still alive. And when we come together for communion, we're like, oh, don't spill your water. 
I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, don't spill your coffee on the floor. Oh, this is God's carpet. God doesn't give a rip about the carpet. Someone asked me, he was like, they were like, it wasn't a he, I don't know what it was. He, she, I don't know, it was another human, it was a he or she. They were like, well, if we put a baptismal tank in here, what about getting the carpet wet? I was like, what about it? Like, the floor over there at the other building's been baptized in coffee how many times? We didn't care about that. <laughs> I do like it. It's really nice. <laughs> I picked it out. <laughs> but you know what? Seriously, bring your muddy boots, spill your coffee. Ain't nobody going to get mad at you. Just come. And you know what? You spill your coffee. I really don't care. You, you getting, you getting Jesus back there and you getting a little shout on and you knock the coffee over. You just keep going. Don't worry about it. We'll get it later. You just keep, don't let the coffee distract you from worshiping Jesus. Don't let anything distract you from worshiping Jesus. Cause if anything gets between you, it becomes an idol. The building can become an idol. The carpet can become an idol. The instruments can become an idol. The screen, if anything becomes an idol, we'll get rid of it. I promise you. <laughs> I'm a distraction. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Broke tradition. Okay, okay, okay. Broke tradition. They were breaking tradition, not just going with it. So that brings us to the scriptures for today. All that was free. Acts 28, 23 through 28. After arranging, I want to make sure everyone who is going to be here today had a chance to get here. So, you know, if they were going to be late for the two o'clock service, they had a chance to get here. So after arranging a day with him, many came to him at his lodging. This is the last chapter of Acts. From dawn to dusk, he expounded and testified about the kingdom of God. He tried to persuade them about Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets. He was trying to persuade them from both the law of Moses and the prophets. They were breaking away from tradition. Yes, they'd done it this way, but Jesus came to change some things and he started a new thing. When the day of Pentecost happened, there was a new thing that was started. It was the first church. I don't know about you, but I want to be as close to the first church as I can. Why? Because the first church is in the Bible. Everything they did was in the Bible. So I want to, I want to line up as close to the Bible as I can. Right? Our lives should line up as close to the Bible as it can. So some were persuaded by what he said but others did not believe. I bet some who began to believe were friends with some who were rejected. And I would bet the ones that began to believe were rejected by the ones who refused it. I would assume that as you grow in your relationship with God, you're going to find people in your life that may reject you for what you believe. For what you do. Oh, you're going to spend time praying. Why are you taking time away from me to go pray? 
Why would you, why would you do this? Why would you, why would you rather go spend time praying and, 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 and doing this rather than spending time with a person that I, you need to spend time with people. If you just spend time in prayer all the time, spend time reading your Bible all the time, and you don't talk to people, you ain't doing no good. Like, look, if Paul just read his Bible all the time, you think he would have turned the world upside down? No. He got out and preached. He wrote letters. He did things. He reached people. So if I want to be like Paul, I need to reach people, right? Okay, so some were persuaded. There's some of you who've been rejected for what you believe. You should count it worthy to be rejected. Because you know who else was rejected? Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. And if I want to be like Jesus, I need to be rejected by man. <laughs> it's okay to be rejected. So, verse 25 says, Disagreeing among themselves, they began to leave after Paul made one statement. Speaking the word of God sometimes will always upset people. It never fails. You want to upset someone, just begin to read a scripture that says what they're doing wrong. And especially when you read it in KJV. Oh man, it really hits then. Sometimes the KJV just like hits differently than other versions of the Bible. You read it and you're like... Oh, thou that was stupid. It doesn't say, it doesn't say that, but oh, thou that was dumb. <laughs> oh, oh, foolish one. <laughs> um, when I read that, I was like, he just read one statement. And the thing was, is Paul didn't make something up. Paul didn't, Paul didn't get all uber spiritual. Walk up to him. Mm, I got a word from God from you. So what I love is like, there's a lot of people who like get showy with this kind of stuff. Like, who are you drawing attention to? You get showy with this stuff. Who are you drawing attention to? Yourself. Stop. I don't need to draw attention to me. I need to point everything to God, right? So in everything that I do, it should be direct reflection and point to God, not to me. And so when he said this, he didn't say something and make it his own words. He spoke it directly from the word. And he said, the Holy Spirit was right in saying to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah, when he said, go to these people and say, you will always be listening, but never understanding. And you will always be looking, but never perceiving. For the heart of these people have grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing. And they have shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Understand with their heart and turn. And I would heal them. Whoa. He didn't have to fabricate anything. He didn't have to make it feel like a move of God. He, he just quoted the word of God. Can you believe that? Like the word of God, quicker and sharper and powerful than any two-edged sword. I don't need to use anything else. I just need to get, use what God has given me. He's given me the sword of the spirit and I just need to learn 
to use it. That's all that I need. That's the power. Like God has given me some power right here. I just need to begin to use it. I need to hide the word of God in my heart that I might not sin against him. I need to begin to use it. So I, I, I want to play with the big boy. So I, I need to use the sword of the spirit, not the cardboard cutout. A lot of us like the cardboard cutout because in the shadows, it looks cool. Like, oh, here we go. Look at the beautiful dove on the, like I get a shadow of a sword on there. It may look real, but in reality, it's just, it's fake. It's nothing. The shadow looks good, but in reality, you can't do anything. But when I pull out the real sword, now when someone goes ahead and steps into the turf, I pull out the real sword. And you know what I began to do? I began to do real damage because the other person brought a cardboard cutout. And you know what? Then when the enemy shows up and he's got his little cardboard cutout sword, I'll be like, hey, bro, <laughs> I brought a real sword. It's like you don't bring a knife to a, to a gun game or a gunfight, you know? It's the same thing. I got the gun. The devil's got the knife, okay? <laughs> so... Why, 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 why are we talking about this, Jack? I thought we were talking about worship. Just hold with me just a minute. I'm almost done. Let me just drive this last scripture in just a little bit for you. In verse 28, it says, Therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. This to make you lose your ever-loving mind. Therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. Unless you are a Jew in here, you are a Gentile. And you know what? I was looking at that scripture and I Whenever I was studying a couple weeks ago, like, okay, God, what am I going to preach? How am I going to bring this to a close? I began to realize, I was like, whoa, the book of Acts doesn't have an end date. Therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. And if you read 30, it says, and 31, it says, Paul stayed two whole years in his own rented house, and he welcomed all who visited him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. That doesn't sound like an end to me. Ain't no end date on that. Because when you stay in some place for two years, you know what you do? You disciple and you send. You disciple and you send. People learn and they grow and they go. And you know what? Paul wasn't just sitting there twiddling his thumbs. He was sending people. He, he, he said, you know what? I may be here in this house, but I'm going to send them. I, I'm going to keep sending them. I'm going to hand them the word of God. I'm going to give them some swords. I'm going to pass out some weapons of warfare because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down, 
Come on, there's some strongholds in this city that have got to be pulled down. And the only thing that's going to pull them down is through the warfare of prayer. We've got to praise and we've got to pray. We've got to see some strongholds fall in our lives. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Romans 1, 16. Man, the book of Acts didn't end. There's a continuation right over in the next chapter. Into Romans. It just keeps going. So I started to think. I was like, man, what if... I'm sure there's a bunch of chapters, you know. Yeah, what if the book of Acts just continued on? What if Acts chapter 29 was written later on? There is no Acts chapter 29. This is just me thinking. It would probably be like Acts chapter 3050 by now. But what if Detroit Lakes, when it was all said and done, there was a chapter we stuck it out. We stayed in the word of God. We kept it in the word of God. And there was a chapter. The scribes wrote down a chapter <coughs> in the book of Acts. And you had the ability right now to write your story. There's a scripture in there that says, hey, Jennifer, she... She got crazy on Sunday. She worshiped God without abandon. She she was baptized on uh what is it? It was like June or July. June, back in 2020. Yeah, COVID was going crazy. Nobody had no idea what was going on. Her first service at New Hope Church was in a basement and she was high when she came. Like, come on. Like, that's a story. Come on. Like, that ought to make you lose your mind. I want that written down. That's the power of God. He changes lives. Come on. Yes. God continued to move. What happens when God writes your story in that chapter? Oh, the chapter. I think about it like I, I look at my life. There's a, there's a whole big long verse in there about my life and what God did for me. And I'm so thankful. Grandma, there's a story in there about what God took you through and where he brought you. I'm so thankful that you're in my life continuing to speak. Jim, there's a scripture in there for you. Betty, there's a scripture in for you. Every one of you has the opportunity to have a scripture written for you. But the choice is yours. What will you do? Will you say, I reject what Peter said on that day? Or will you say, yes, I've got to have it. I want the experience. I want to have. I want to send it. I want to go into the whole world and send the gospel. I want to go into the whole world and take this with me. I know there's some strongholds in my family. I know there's some things that have got to be torn down. I want to see some change in my city. I want to see some change in my country, in my life, in my friends, in my workplace, in my schools. Come on, there's some kids in some schools in this city in the surrounding cities that need Jesus and they need you to say yes to reach them to love them to care for them who will say yes to send it who will say yes but Zach this has nothing to do with worship you see worship this has everything to do with worship because worship is your everyday life Everything that you do every day is worship to God. If you get up and you cuss out your boss, 
You cuss out the person next to you. You flip the person off as you're driving down the road with the New Hope sticker on your car. <laughs> Take the sticker off your car if you're going to do that. <laughs> Take your hat off before you flip someone off. <laughs> Don't wear the shirt if you're going to cuss out your boss that day. <laughs> No, I don't care. <laughs> We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But you have a choice. It's not worship to be hateful to someone. But I can give worship when I show love to the least of these. When I was hungry, you fed me. Oh, when I was naked, you clothed me. Oh, there's some people. They need some food. They need some clothing. Come on, we're a church that has been blessed. God has moved more than enough. I am so thankful for what God has done. And more than anything that I want to see in this church is God move. I want his spirit in this place like never before. I want to challenge you right now. If you need something from God, even if you don't need, why don't we make this place an altar? Why don't we seek God right now? We're almost done. Church is going to get out. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a barbecue. There's games. There's going to be some bocce ball. But I, I want to say that why don't today, why don't we just make this place an altar? Why don't we spend some time in prayer? And, and just, if you need prayer, why don't you come up here and get prayed for? Why don't you just fill this altar? God, we worship you. We magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we worship you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I want to remind you that this altar is not a place for people that are messed up. It's not a place for people that have got it all together. It's a place for every single person. It's for everyone. It doesn't matter. It's for you. God, I pray right now that you would touch God. You know every heart that's here right now. God, I pray that you would minister to every single person, God. That you would be with us today. God, I pray that you would touch us. Oh, Jesus. God, that your spirit would sweep across and minister right now, Jesus. God, I worship you. I magnify you. Hallelujah.
Well, one of uh, so one of my one of the biggest things that drove me nuts uh, when I was in the military was uh, Memorial Day um, on Monday. Everyone's gonna have Monday off, but the reason why people have Monday off is because the people that died did not have Monday off. Um, and so when everyone's celebrating and having Monday off. Remember that the reason why we have it off is because other people gave their life for it. And so before we go today, I want to just take a moment and let's just pray for those that are serving right now. And let's pray for those that have lost loved ones. Um, and let's pray for their families. God, we pray right now. God, all those that are serving right now, God, that you would protect them. God, that you would keep our brothers and sisters overseas. God, those that are here, God, in, in country. God, I pray that you would protect them, God. God, I pray for our men and women, God, that are in service. God, I pray that you would touch them, God, that they would have a special touch of your spirit today. And God, I pray that you would touch all those families, God, that have lost loved ones, God. I pray that you would give them a special touch today, God. God, wrap them in your presence, God. We know that this is a hard day for many, God, this weekend, God. And I just pray that, God, throughout this country, we would remember, God, the reason why we are here, God. We thank you for the freedoms, God, that we have today. And God, I just pray that, God, that you would unite our country, God, that you would touch our country, God, that we would come back to you, God. God, you are the only one that's ever died for us, God, that we might have freedom, God, in our spirit, God. And I just pray, God, that we would remember, God, the reasons why that we have freedom, God. It's because of you, God, and it's because of our brothers and sisters, God, that have died, God. And I just pray that you would comfort the families of the loved ones, God, that have been lost in battle, God. I pray that you would touch in Jesus' name, God. I pray that you would bless the food, God, that you would touch in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, the picnic will be at City Park, which is just down Washington Avenue. You get to the second roundabout, if you want to call it a roundabout. It'll be, um, Jason is actually already down there, I believe, and he's at the, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he like reserved a couple of places for us. Um, so he's down there, um, and he's, he's got like the, uh, the playground area reserved for us so he got some prime real estate so you go down there and it'll be where the big playground is on top, on top of the hill yeah so by the bathrooms by the playground so there's two like facilities there so if you want to make your way down there we'll be down there shortly um i've got the grill so if you're going down there right now and you want to take the grill out of my car in the propane tank 
and get that set up. That would be awesome. I'll be here for a few minutes tearing down a couple of things. So unless someone wants to help me with that. So whatever. So have a great Sunday. See you in a few minutes at the park.